never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. I'm going to repeat that. This is where the culture meets scripture, where my goal is to take cultural issues that are happening and view them through a biblical lens. And I I have to say that because I'm going to be dealing with the murder of George Floyd and, and injustice and racism. And listen, I wasn't even planning on doing a show this week. I was resting just getting my mind rejuvenated and letting the, trying to let the Lord just minister to me and, and working out some personal uh, things that are going on um, in my life. Um, but God is good. You know, I'm, I'm here. And, and listen, many of you guys reached out um, to me to want to hear my thoughts concerning the tragic event of George Floyd being murdered by a white police officer. And so I want to start off by saying this and hear me good. When I say this, I'm speaking to all the born again Christians out here. If you name the name of Christ, I'm talking to you right now. Don't let anyone bully you into abandoning the attempt to have a biblical worldview concerning what's happening right now. Don't let anybody intimidate you to abandon the Bible when it comes to issues of social justice and injustice. Because I see some of us who, and I have to deal with this too, I see some of us who name the name of Christ bullying people as well. Because many of us are more loyal to our political affiliations and political parties than we are to Christ. Listen, Before I'm black, I'm a Christian. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. My allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And and listen, I may not get everything right, um, but my purpose is to always approach every topic that I, I talk about on social media and on the Path of Revelation podcast with a Christ-centered worldview. And so I don't have any loyalty to, to anything in this world but what matters to Christ. He, he, he is where my loyalty lies. And so um, I'm seeing, unfortunately, I'm seeing Christians encouraging an eye for an eye. And many of us must have lost sight of the fact that our sins cost someone their life too. Many of us have lost fact that our sins cost an innocent man his life and his name is Jesus. And so if you are being more pulled in by social media than you are the Bible and what God's word says, Maybe you should take a break from things, unplug and get in the word, get around 
Bible-believing believers and people who are striving to hear what God has to say about these issues and not the, not social media or the media. And the Bible talks about <clears throat> in Romans 12 too, not do not be conformed to this world. Don't conform to this world. The Bible says be angry and sin not. And so though we can be angry and we can we can have frustration when we see an innocent man lose his life. We as Christians are held at a higher standard because we're called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And so when we lose our witness, we cannot lose sight of what the what the ultimate goal is. And that is to point people to Christ. And, and so we have to uh, approach situations of injustice and racism with the heart and the mind of Christ. And so when, when it comes to this situation, because many of you guys have been asking me, I've been getting inboxes and hey, hey, could you do a show on this? So I'm, this is it. Listen, I'm praying. I'm, I'm truly heartbroken. I'm devastated from from what I witnessed. Unfortunately, I watched the video of George Floyd losing his life and instantly I was burdened by sadness and anger and frustration. And 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 listen, I'm I'm truly praying for peace for everyone and justice for George Floyd. And if you spoke out against the looting, but said nothing about the officer needing to be convicted, even though they took forever to arrest him, then you may be contributing to the divisiveness by speaking out about one, but remaining silent about the other. Or condoning one while condemning the other. Listen, injustice is injustice. We don't, as Christians, we don't advocate or we don't repay evil with evil. Jesus said, "You owe." The Bible says we overcome evil with good. And so we as Christians have to make sure that our foundation is the word of God. So that means even pulling our emotions in subjection to God's word. And so I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for peace. I'm reminded of a few scriptures I want to share real quick before I really dive in. Proverbs chapter six, verse 16 through 17 says, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. We are to stand for up for those who are victims. We are to stand for for up against injustice. Isaiah chapter one, verse 17 says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, 
plead for the widow. When I think of watching what happened to George Floyd, it it really saddens and angers me. And I had to fall back. I've had to fall back from social media multiple times in the midst of all of this chaos um, because it's just sad. It's sad to see a man unjustly lose his life by the hands of a cop. But it's also heartbreaking and too much sometimes to see how people are responding. And and it just it's just it's a lot. Man, I, I really hate injustice. But as I as I begin to think through these heartbreaking circumstances, I strive not to allow my emotions to rob me of being sober about what solution really looks like. I mean, what is the point and the purpose of getting angry and mad if we're not going to try to approach the situation with real solutions? And so I've been asking myself, what does solutions look like in the short term as well as the long term and of course in the short term we want justice for George Floyd we want justice for every black person and not just black people but specifically with the the the, the situations that have a, ha, are being broadcasted in America today, we want justice for for black people who are unjustly murdered by cops. And so I think that's part of the short term solution and better policing, better training. All of these things, I think, are um, big parts of um reform police reform government reform we just need reform and i know these situations are unique from state to state and even city to city so i don't want to paint a broad brush and act like every circumstance and situation is the same but i think we're we would be lying to ourselves if we say that racism and bias isn't an issue in America. And so from a short term standpoint, but also from a long term standpoint, I just begin to think, what are what are solutions? Because one thing I don't like feeling is powerless. Um, and as black people, as as an African-American um, and, and others who are African-Americans, I'm talking to you now, we shouldn't feel helpless and powerless. It is not God's will for us to operate in fear. And, and though I, I see the reality of what what has happened and what happens, um, I refuse to be bound by fear. And so I just begin to sit back and think about what are some solutions. And I believe this is a start when we collectively fail to show outrage towards fatherlessness, abortion, which is us killing our own babies. On average, 12 
180 black babies are aborted per day. And we already only make up 10 to 12% of the population. We're literally killing ourselves. In a lot of instances, more black babies are being aborted than born. When we fail to show outrage towards things like fatherlessness and abortion, lack of education in our communities and entertainment that portrays us as ratchet the same way we do towards a white cop killing a black person, we actually help strengthen systematic racism and prejudice. And the reason why I say that and why this is relevant is how do we demand respect from others collectively when we fail to address the devaluing of ourselves and our children collectively? And I know this doesn't apply to all black people, but I'm speaking of a majority and as a collective. Unfortunately, some of us only care when a white cop kills a black person. And sometimes I think this is only to avoid having to deal with ourselves because it's easier to face an enemy on the outside than to deal with the enemy within. Well, here's where I stand. I'm saddened and grieved by it all. I'm upset and saddened and angered by what happened to a George Floyd. I'm angered and upset by what happened to a Ahmaud Arbery. But I'm also angry that we are killing each other in our own communities, that we are um, leaving our children fatherless in our own communities, that we don't value marriage and strong households in our in our communities. Because these things help to perpetuate that we do not value ourselves. And so if we do not value ourselves, how can we expect those on the outside of our communities to value us? And so we have to deal with this because a person like a George Floyd or I would even say a person like me who isn't even on any of this foolishness can be just driving down the road, minding my own business and can get pulled over by a cop who places me in the, in the, in the barrel or in the image of what he has seen portrayed in the media and how he's seen. We portrayed ourselves. He can view me as the image that he has seen. And no, it's not right. No, it's not fair. But we have to take responsibility and begin to empower ourselves. We do not have to keep becoming the victim. So while we advocate, listen to me and hear me good, because I know many of you are emotional. Many of you are angry. But let me please allow me to reason with you right now. While we advocate for police reform and justice, we also need to advocate for eliminating baby daddy, baby mama culture, 
We need to eliminate fatherlessness. We need to advocate for strong marriages, advocate for education, set the right example for our children. And most importantly, keep God first. And these things become the launching pad on how we begin to empower ourselves to move into positions of authority within the police department, to move into positions of authority in government, to move into positions of authority in corporate America, to move into positions of authority in the world of business so that we can cause reform and change from within and not always have to become the victim because we have no representation or advocacy within. It starts with us. And listen, I'm aware that we were brought here on ships. We didn't ask to be here. We were brought here, raped, beaten, and murdered. And then once we were made free from slavery, those in power put in practices of systematic racism. And I believe one of the most horrific effects of systematic racism. It has, I believe one of the greatest effects, negative effects of systematic racism on the black community is how we view ourselves and how we devalue our own communities. You can go to almost any hood in America and see the homes ran down. You can see graffiti everywhere, trash in the streets. All of these, are, I believe, are effects of systematic racism, which has mentally, uh, which has affected us, affected our mentality which has ultimately affected our value system and how we see ourselves. And so listen, I'm not okay with things like love and hip hop. I'm not okay with music and entertainment where we portray ourselves as ghetto and ratchet, where we portray ourselves as thugs and drug dealers and glorify violence and sex in broken neighborhoods. I'm not okay with that. I just think higher of us and I'm not going to apologize for that. And so though situations of injustice and racism should not happen, we shouldn't see a white cop killing a black man, uh, murdering a black man. We shouldn't see a father and son killing a black man in the middle of a street as he's jogging. We shouldn't see these things. But what are we going to how are we going to position ourselves where these things do not happen? And so I ask myself. If more black people are empowering themselves by way of education and moving into positions of authority like the police. Government, corporate America, etc., do we see systematic racism and acts of racism being as prevalent against people of color? And I think the answer to that is no. 
when we look at how we as black people are already the minority in a sense we're already fighting an uphill battle against prejudice and racism in a lot of cases and unfortunately to that question I say no but I'm not it's not a I'm not a it's not a super confident no either because I also recognize that men are wicked men are sinful we've had leaders in positions to help other people because but because they were full of themselves and prideful they only helped themselves they took advantage of their position these are things that we as black people can't afford being already being a minority group and so i hold us to a higher standard i hold us to a higher standard and i'm not going to i'm not going to apologize for that and listen i think speaking out against racism and injustice is necessary but if we are not in positions of power and authority we become dependent on those who aren't from our communities to act on our behalf we become dependent on those who are not familiar with our experience to to act on our behalf listen the foundation of a healthy community is strong family and education if we don't work on our approach to family and education the cycle of being at the mercy of unjust authority outside of our community will continue and listen we have to deal with sin within our communities we have to deal with sin within ourselves and listen i'm i know what i'm talking about is more of a tribalism approach to things but listen my brothers and sisters come in all ethnicities and shades and so i think it's it's productive to to um fellowship and befriend people of other ethnicities and races some of my greatest resources that i've been able to give to black people has come from my relationships with other ethnicities people um people of different nationalities who who i consider friends and even brothers and so i'm not for segregation and hey it's us versus them i believe that's foolishness my my enemy is the devil in my flesh now i i'm not living in ignorance that there are people who who are prejudiced towards me who are in positions of authority but my goal is to is to position myself and others who are like-minded in positions of authority so we can actually affect change and bring forth equality to all people not just some people not just black people not just white people but creating opportunity for for my children 
and, and, and children who look like my children as well as other people. Listen, we're all made in the image of God. But I believe that being a part of the black community, these are necessary actions we need to take. And, and some of you might say, well, this is not the right time to talk about what the black community needs to be doing. And my response is, when is the right time? When is the right time for us to start positioning ourselves where we're no longer the victim? And listen, I live with the reality that even I live with the reality that, yeah, it's true that you could do all the right things and still be killed. Yeah, you could do all the right things and still be a victim of injustice and racism. I understand that. But man, I refuse to just sit on the sidelines and be angry and say, man, let's tear some stuff up. Nah, that's not. No, that's that's not a winning mentality. That's that's not I, I refuse to operate as a victim when Christ has called me a victor in him. I'm more than a conqueror. Jesus said, don't fear them who have the ability to destroy the body. He says, fear him who has the ability to kill or destroy both body and soul in hell. And so I'm going to only fear God. I'm not going to fear men and, and what men may do to me. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And so I believe I believe in dual responsibility. What do I mean by dual responsibility? When we look at the story of Adam and Eve, and I have to go Bible with you guys. This is where the culture meets scripture. When we look at the Bible, we see the serpent tempting Eve. We see the serpent tempting her to eat of the forbidden fruit that God told them not to eat of. And so he is sinning in what he's trying to get Eve to do. But on the other hand, you have Adam and Eve who eat of the fruit and sin against God by disobeying. And so we have us we have what I call dual responsibility. The serpent is guilty in the story, but also Adam and Eve are guilty. We have to stop trying to act like we can't deal with both sides of the of the spectrum when it comes to issues of sin and injustice. And so as it relates to this situation, I can look at what happened to a George Floyd and be angry, upset and mad and say, hey, that cop was wrong. That cop deserves to go to prison. While on the other hand, I can look at our community as black people and say, what can we do to change the negative perception that society has on us 
And how can we position ourselves in positions of authority where we can prohibit, where we can stop things like this from happening? I don't see anything wrong with that. And I'm not sure if there's ever the right time to talk about these things when many of us are controlled by our emotions and we're dict we're controlled by our political parties and and social media and the media many of us even many of us who name the name of Christ were more controlled by social media and and the media and Facebook and Instagram more controlled and dominated by these things than the word of God my my prayer is that we put on the mind of Christ. And listen, I don't claim to know, have all the answers. I don't claim to be a know-it-all. But one thing I know is that repaying evil with evil is not the answer. Fighting evil with evil is not the answer. We have to, as the word, as the word of God says, we have to overcome evil with good. It's funny how I see, it's crazy, I should say, how I see black people talking negatively about peaceful protests while they reap the benefits of peaceful protests. Listen, we have progress that needs to be made. We we don't live in a perfect world. But I'm not I'm also not about to sit here and act like we're in the slavery days. I'm not about to sit here and act like we're living in the 1960s. Some of us have opportunities that we would never have have dream, dreamt of having because of what our grandfather our grandparents and are, are those who came before us endured for us. And so we actually do them injustice when we act like we're in the 1960s. We act like their work was was in vain. No, it's, it wasn't in vain. We can acknowledge the issues that are happening today without discrediting the work that they did before us. Man, it is time for us to renew our minds. Many of us need to unplug from social media and the news and we need to plug into the word of God. We need our minds and our hearts renewed. Many of us need to repent of our unforgiveness and our bitterness. Be angry and sin not. Be angry and sin not. That's Ephesians 4.26. Listen, we have to let God's word govern us. And I know many of you have lost hope in the word of God. This is why many of us are leaning more to our emotions and, and, and our feelings and social media. We're leaning to everything but God's word. And a lot of times I believe many of us do this because we don't actually believe God's word. But the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Many of us need to repent. Many of us need to repent 
of our of our of our sin of 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 murder. The Bible says when you hate your brother, when you hate someone in your heart, you com- you commit murder. That is how high God's standard is. And so it doesn't matter um the wrong that that has been done. God is going to judge everyone. Everyone is going to give it account. What we need to do is look at ourselves and be responsible for the sin in our lives and, and, and repent. And say, God, I know what they did was wrong, but that doesn't justify me hating them. That doesn't justify my hate and my unforgiveness. The Bible says, Jesus said, when you hate someone. He likens it to murder. You murder them in your heart. And so many of us need to repent before God. And listen, if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests, leave your questions or suggestions for future shows. Listen, don't get it twisted. God is still in control. And if you're just now listening to this show and you're not a regular listener, like I would I would recommend you to go back to like the last five shows. I talk about a lot of what our mentality should be in the midst of evil. How sh- how should we be processing ego- evil? How should we make sense of things like injustice in this world? And listen, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Listen, also quick announcement. I have a new merch available. Um, new path of revelation merch. I have fear is fear greater than, uh, love is greater than fear. T-shirts out love greater than fear. And I also have power, love, sound, mind tees available on the site. Look, I think this, I think the shirts are real fashionably dope. In my opinion, make sure you grab yourself one. I thank you guys for tuning in and for for all of your support. Listen, this is the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.